Starting Friday, thousands of theaters around the country began showing a new two-minute trailer for what can possibly be described as the most eagerly awaited new movie of the decade, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Some Star Wars fanatics were able to get their first glimpse of this new trailer last Tuesday when it played in a few selected theaters around the country, and the footage was immediately posted on the web and painstakingly analyzed by fans looking for clues. Starting Friday, it was playing everywhere. All that the Star Wars Episode One trailer proves is that people can get excited about two minutes and ten seconds of a movie that won't be out for six months. I was gonna start with a joke tonight, but there's no time for jokes. There's way, there's way too much to talk about. Yeah, we got to keep it serious again. <laughs> we got to stay focused. <laughs> yeah, stay on target. Uh, because this is uh, this is the 20th episode of Blast Points, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm Gabe. And there's there's so much. Where do we even begin? Episode eight, maybe. Beautiful. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode eight. So episode eight is a little more than halfway through filming, right? That sounds about right. As far as we know, yeah. As far, yeah, we we don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> um, they're, not, they're not returning our calls. No, no, they're not. <laughs> they're the letters, singing telegrams, anything. <laughs> they won't talk to us. You must contact me. So the big thing, kind of the first big thing that came out with episode eight this week was some crazy set photos. Yeah, it seems like the whatever if they their uh, anti drone laser blasters or whatever aren't working because somebody got some serious uh, aerial photos of the yeah. set. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Lucasfilm probe droids did not yeah. did not destroy the drones. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about in there. There's first of all, giant Falcon. Yeah, full size. I think this is the first time the Falcon has been built to this size and entirety, I believe. Well, didn't they build... I kind of thought they built the whole thing for Episode 7 just so they had it, but maybe they didn't actually assemble the whole thing because they didn't need it for any of the shots? Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like it. Trying to, I'll have to go back and look, but I thought at the, uh, at the Resistance base that they maybe had the whole thing together at one point, but maybe not. Yeah, they, it might have been the whole thing built. I don't know. Regardless, it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really good. And it looks huge. It looks huge. What about that ship? That was garbage! The go 
what you'll do. It's still on the the Actu Achu planet. Yeah, Gazintite. Yeah, <laughs> and um, <laughs> there's all they recreated the stairs like amazingly, and there's a couple other things that are driving driving me crazy on this this episode oh. eight set. Hopefully, people have read Shattered Empire. Is it in the well, the end of Shad, the last issue of Shattered Empire was the Luke issue, and yeah. Luke went off with Poe Dameron's mom to go get a force a tree that used to be at the Jedi Temple that was strong in the Force, and well, there Palp and Palpatine had it, and in the end, Luke got the tree. He gave part of it to Poe Dameron's mom, and they grew it on Yavin with a little baby Poe Dameron. And then I, I guess Luke took the other Jedi Temple tree. Yeah, and did they show where he planted it? No, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> so I did read the comic though, but I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I, I promise I read the comic. Yeah. No, if this is Luke's Force tree, then he's grow- so he's growing like the Force tree from the old Jedi Temple on the Achu planet. Yeah, or there was already a tree there because this was a Jedi temple, and that was, if it's the first Jedi temple, they probably had the tree, which is why the Jedi temple on Coruscant had the tree also. Because oh. it was like, that's, because the Coruscant was like the new Jedi temple, right? So it was probably based on this original one, maybe? Life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings, so we not this crude matter. The force tree looks like it's dead. Yeah, that's true. Which is pretty interesting. Like, is it because the force before the force awakens had been so crazy that this tree is somehow symbolic of the force and it's like been dying and wilting away or something? Like how they like how they said in the visual dictionary that Luke that no one has had any contact with the cosmic force since Luke has disappeared. That mm-hmm. the force has been in like a bad state and this force tree is just kind of wilting away. I don't know. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's just so old. Yeah. I mean, who knows how many thousands of years this temple could be? So many trees. So <laughs> at the top, <laughs> at the top. This is our Earth, our Earth Day episode. <laughs> Um, so at the top of these set photos is what looks like the floor of the Coruscant Jedi Council with like columns and stairs that look like they look like freaking Coruscant. Yeah, but huge, huge. This is outrageous. It's outrageous. This is outrageous. What is the deal? And I don't even know because it almost looks like one of those things where they're if they either mirror it from different angles to to make it a bigger shot or CG it or whatever. Like it's a huge temple. Yeah. Which I guess the Coruscant temple was pretty huge too, but oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I wasn't imagining something this huge, um, on Achu unless, um, maybe it's the casino planet. It could be. It, it the first thing that made me think is if this is on Achu, then was the Jedi Temple on Coruscant built after what was 
built on a chew, but also that floor and that type of like um, architecture with the columns and everything matches absolutely nothing else on what we've seen of the Achu planet. Yeah. Unless right. Luke is, unless it's some sort of vision, and for some reason they have a vision of Coruscant or something, and, you know, the heyday of the Jedi or something. You're a Jedi Knight, aren't you? I saw your laser sword. Only Jedis carry that kind of weapon. Yeah, it's just one of those things, too, that I would think, I mean, they try to build as many sets as they can, they're saying, right? But this is a huge set to build if it's not in a couple scenes. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, I guess in Force Awakens they built a lot of the hangar on the Star Destroyer, and they really didn't end up filming that many scenes in there. So who knows? But, yeah, it's a big set. If they somehow are connecting, if it really is like a connector to the the prequel era Jedi Temple in Coruscant, I swear to them, jump out a damn window. Swear to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah this will be the, the time to bring the window out. The, I'm going win- to bring two windows and one to smash over my head and another one to jump through after I've smashed <laughs> the first one. I'm going to bring a, one of those like old metal tubs full of ice. <laughs> and I'm just going to jump in that. Got to cool down. <laughs> yeah, a cooling tank. Getting real, getting way too hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've been trying not to think about that too much because, you know, a break out in a nosebleed yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, bring a box of Kleenex. Yeah. So much blood coming out of my nose. <laughs> I, I am so sorry. Yeah. Uh, just you'll just keep eating the bloody popcorn. <laughs> it won't. It won't even phase you. <laughs> no. no. Sixty portions. All right. So there was a new uh, Force for Change video with Daisy Ridley, and um, and it was great. But the real stars of that video were uh, a whole bunch of just creatures wandering around in the background. And thank you all for being a force for change. Each and every one of you that's donated has made a massive difference in someone's life and demonstrated the amazingly generous spirit of the Star Wars fan community. This Star Wars Day, we want to say a huge, heartfelt thank you from everyone on Episode 8. Happy Star Wars Day, and may the fourth be with you. Yeah, the Monkey Man. What did you figure out? What Monkey Man's name is, right? Yeah, I did some. It? I did some research. I got out the Visual Dictionary and uh, Voberdand. But yeah, because that's the guy. Because the other, the other one was the white-haired dude was on uh, Host and Prime when it got blown up, right? Yeah, he's he was the, a different guy. He was the like ch- the Chancellor. He's the Chancellor. Oh, he was the Supreme Chancellor. You're he, right. Yeah. Where Where's the book about him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or is the Supreme Chancellor game where you just play him and you rule the galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> I want to play that one. It's like The Sims and you just go through his daily life. Like. Yeah. <laughs> just give speeches. <laughs> so Akbar showed up and BB-8 was rolling around. And uh, yeah, Monkey Man gave Daisy Ridley a Finn action figure, which was cool. But then uh, an asked. It looks like Asti coming out, but is it Asti? Yeah, because when I saw that, I was like, man, 
I hope that's a new character because otherwise that's just really cruel to bring out Asti and remind everybody that he's dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I'm already sad about Asti. You don't have to just like bring his corpse out. But he had, he had, he was carrying a different helmet. So maybe it's because there's the Asti alien pilot in the Poe Dameron comic. So maybe that character is going to be in episode eight. Well, and at the end of Force Awakens, there is an Asti-looking pilot that comes out to wave goodbye at, with yeah. everybody at the end. You're right. So I'm hoping that maybe that's going to be the running joke through seven, eight, and nine is there'll be an, a new Asti pilot and everyone that just gets killed. <laughs> I'm st- I'm still saying jetpack. Every time I watched Force Awakens in the theater, I was like, "He's not dead because he flew out with a jetpack." <laughs> he got out with a jetpack, and then Star Killer Base blew him up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, I made it. <laughs> I'm so glad I made it out of there. <laughs> oh no, yeah, but no damage. Yeah. Oh, Tini. Poor Asty. Yeah. Hashtag save Asty. Start it right now. So, something happened this week with episode eight related stuff that I've literally been losing sleep over. And I think I've getting getting more and more gray hairs every time I think of it. Whether or not John Williams will score episode eight. It's been on my mind every single day. And they, have they made an announcement yet? Well, okay, so John Williams was in Philadelphia doing a concert. And he was about to do um, Scherzo for X-Wings. Lucky bastards that got to hear that live. And he said to the crowd, uh, here's his quote, I told the producers I wasn't sure if I wanted to do the next one, but I told them I didn't want anyone else doing it either. It was certainly meant as a joke and got a great laugh. Man, what a tease. Uh, yeah, so I kind of got mad because I was like, that's not funny. That's not a joke. Yep. We're, I'm not laughing about it. That's serious stuff. I've loved doing the Star Wars films with all the fanfares and flourish and the galaxy far, far away. I, I actually feel like I'm still in it, that I've never really left it, you know. Having worked on all of the six films, I'm just happy to be continuing to be part of of the whole fun of doing it yeah especially at this point because i think we've talked about this like before episode seven i was ready for them to like all right it's a fresh start let's get giacchino to do it or somebody yeah but at this point you had williams do the first one it's like you gotta have him do the other two if he's still alive yeah yeah because i think it would be weirder to have different composers splitting or switching out mid you know, trilogy than to have a whole new composer basically from the get go. Except it's going to be weird if they, at some point, if it really isn't like seven, eight, nine at this point, they're like, well, we're going to make Star Wars movies forever. So we're just yeah. going to keep doing seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. That at some point, Williams won't be able to do it anymore. But it would be nice if there's like a real, like a hard transition of like, you know, there's some, Something happens in the story where there's some sort of closure, and then it's like, okay, now John Williams is done, and then when it comes back with new characters or something, then we get new music, but I don't know. Yeah, unless, if it was a situation where, like, let's say, I have no idea how to, I don't think anyone, I don't think he even knows how to pronounce, it could be Giacchino, Michael Giacchino, or I've heard it pronounced 20 different ways. Unless (laughs) I always call him Frappuccino. Michael Frappuccino. So if... 
if they announce like John Williams is working on episode eight with Michael Frappuccino, like as like an understudy, and if they kind of ease us into it as being like, okay, Will or Williams is going to like he did with I think the second and third Harry Potters, where Williams will compose the music, he'll write the music, but he won't do any of the conducting. Mm-hmm. You know, or like if uh, if Frappuccino does the rest of the work to kind of ease him into like if they have a working relationship already. So then the transition is kind of more, oh, okay, well, this guy's been studying to do it for a while, which I think Frappuccino is ready. I mean, Frappuccino did all the music for Star Tours. You know, the other possibility is the guy who's doing Rogue One is the guy who took over from Williams and Harry Potter for a few movies. Right. So, so he's got he's got experience kind of taking over from Williams and building off his themes as well. So Yeah, like we could sit down in December to watch Rogue One and the score could be like amazing. And then we're gonna be like, Well, that's the guy who should just do the job from then on. So that brings us to actually this week, we actually have some Rogue One news. Probably the, the first, the biggest news is the Darth Vader stuff. Yeah, well, that's the least official news, but the <laughs> craziest if true. Right. So it, this was on Making Star Wars, and uh, they, they said they saw photos of... Vader, like promotional photos of Vader in costume, and they were saying it is—it's an exact replica of Darth Vader in A New Hope. Yeah, with the uh, asymmetrical helmet, the red lenses, the shoulder pads. What underneath the little skirt thing, right? Yeah, the belt, the buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shiny interior of the cape and stuff. Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. The Imperial Senate will not sit still for this. When they hear you've attacked a diplomatic... Don't act so surprised, Your Highness. You weren't on any mercy mission this time. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take it away! Sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, every, whether they admit it or not, everybody wants to see Vader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might act like, oh, I don't need to see that. But you're, once you see it, you won't be complaining. And they're saying that uh, the mysterious uh, part with the tube in the trailer, that that's Vader in the tube. And he's getting new arms and legs. Man. So th- I've been thinking about that way too much. But it's if that's true, it's the... Cr- awesomest thing they could do because it basically explains why he's kind of skinny in revenge of the sith and more beefy in a new hope because he basically got like an upgrade of muscle arms and legs Mm -hmm. (laughs) man and i think we we were kind of speculating from the right when the trailer came out too like that 
if they just show an arm armless and legless Vader in the boxed tank, mm-hmm. that yeah, heart attacks. Yeah, <laughs> I think when when this news first broke, I think you texted me that all your bones would simultaneously shatter. I really liked that. Yeah, yeah. Someone will have to drag me out of the theater. <laughs> Just Man. watch watch the whole movie on a stretcher, so just when it's done, they can just pick you up and carry you out. Yeah. Well, I'll have to get tickets to two back-to-back, because I'll pass out after that part, and I'll have to watch the second half of the movie the second time through. <laughs> just give whoever you're sitting next to a glass of ice water, for just to splash <laughs> on your face. Yeah. So if, that, if it is, if, if Vader's in the tube, and if somebody's talking to him, and if they show vader's face and he's out of the suit then like it's got to be hayden christensen right yeah at that point well right. or some mixture right yeah well i think didn't wasn't making star was saying as well that they they had um people were were um that there might be his meditation chamber as well yeah so another another chance to see vader with his helmet off possibly yeah and beautiful Hayden Christensen. Or if they don't show his face, or if they're like still keeping it mysterious. I don't know. Maybe he'll have one eyebrow on and one non non eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> so so it'll be it'll have continuity with Return of the Jedi and uh, the Last Rebels episode. It's like the eye that Ahsoka cut out of the helmet was the one that still has the uh, uh, oh. the eyebrow on it. <laughs> Oh, but that's actually another thing that makes sense where, I mean, they're kind of explaining, even with Rebels, like why his helmet would look different in A New Hope than in Revenge of the Sith, because it did get damaged by Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and maybe after that fight, he's like, I need I need bigger arms. <laughs> <laughs> that, the fight didn't go as good. If I, if I only had bigger arms, if I was yeah. only beefier. Keyword, beefy. Yeah. He's in his meditation chamber on Google, like, <laughs> searching for beefy arms. Uh, Alpatine, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost my birthday. All uh, I'm just saying, I want some beefy arms. Yeah. Where's the beef? <laughs> so it, it was Mad's mania for a little while. <laughs> Yeah, Mads Milkinson was out of control He's been silent ever since Because I I think like somebody uh, Like physically covered his face with tape So he couldn't talk anymore But for (laughs) like a few days there Mads Milkinson was my favorite person in the world Because he he didn't care Yeah, he heard heard Donnie Yen's wife was spoiling stuff And he didn't want to get showed up (laughs) (laughs) He's on some talk show Somewhere and uh, somebody asked him, like, 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 well, who do you play? Like, well, can you tell us anything about Rogue One? And like, well, who do you play? And uh, totally spilled the beans that he's Jin Erso's father in the movie. Uh, I read the script. It was very beautiful. And Felicitas playing this lovely, young and strong woman. I play her father. And that's, that was too much. I'm sorry. Everybody in the gallery just went, <gasps> Oh, you can tell it to Darth Vader's in it as well, then. Yes, I can, but I won't. Oh, okay. Well, at least he tried. Tell us about the other movie. Hmm? And didn't he say he's her father in flashbacks as well? 
Yeah. He said, I, I have a quote here. I play her dad when she's younger, so we jump back and forth in time. So he so probably there's a flashback and he plays her dad probably in like present time of the movie. Or it's a time travel movie. Yeah, let's and hope Jin, so. <laughs> and Jin has to like go back in time to stop the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> you heard you heard it here first. <laughs> She's got the World Series book of records. <laughs> yeah. He also asked if uh, Luke Lair or any members of the original trilogy have joined the cast on set. And he told the UK Standard Online, Some of them, but I won't reveal too much. There are iconic characters in our film and also characters you've never heard of. It's a mix. <laughs> and that was the last, that was the last time he's, ever, he's been seen since. Yeah, then Kathleen Kennedy texted him. One of the Lucasfilm drones came and picked him up and flew him away. <laughs> Just a big claw came through the ceiling, <laughs> sucked him up. Which, like, so probably everybody saw uh, Captain America: Civil War over the weekend, and there, there's the part kind of early on, kind of mind blowing with young Robert Downey Jr. Like, I couldn't help thinking, like, well, they could do young Princess Leia in the movie, or yeah. they could do. Peter Cushing as Tarkin in the movie at this point. Yeah. Well, and remember, Leia was half CG in Force Awakens anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if we talked about that. How if you watch in the deleted, was it? The, oh no, it was. Uh, wasn't the deleted scenes? Was it where you could where she had like the crazy rat tail ponytail and like her hair was totally different? It was either the making of. Yeah, it was the making of. Yeah, sure. They d- digitally took out her ponytail. I think all her hair, actually. Yeah, I think her hair could have been completely CG in that movie. Um, but they, and also in Star Tours, in Disney World and Disneyland, there's a part where a CG young Princess Leia comes out in 3D, like a hologram transmission. And it's the craziest thing. Like when I was riding the ride, I was like, holy crap, that's insane. Because it's like that, there's a young Princess Leia, like, in 3D talking to me and it's like it, it was the girl who did the voice from uh, Rebels they could even uh, superimpose her face on her daughter as well yeah um, and also I started with the mad stuff I was really thinking because there was that old rumor that Mads Milkinson what his character was a designer on the Death Star project and I started thinking about if if his character if Jin Erso's father were is part of the empire and what if her rebelling is in the end ultimately her rebelling against her father and mm-hmm. like that's how she is able to easily probably sneak on the death star knows probably where to go in the death star like what in the end the what will you become with uh her in the imperial outfit she probably she has to know what kind of imperial outfit to get to get into whatever section they have to get in yeah that's true like she might have the clearance codes or things that she could have stolen from her father right and what if her father is on the death star and is the one that catches her in the end could be who knows i don't know i started thinking because i was like you're not going to cast somebody like a creepy looking dude, first of all, like Mads Mikkelsen in a movie, to be like a gentle, warm, happy father guy. 
Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's, that's the twist. Yeah. But also, you know, if he's her father in flashbacks and present day, well, then I don't know. It would. I started really thinking about it, and I was like, God, that would just make sense. But okay, so the Han Solo movie is starting to gear up, which makes sense because wait, does it come out in December or is it? Does it come out in May? Uh, so it looks like it's supposed to be out May twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Oh yeah. What well, just seems ridiculous because it's like. I, it's not going to be out in May. Like they, they're going to either push it back or all the other Star Wars now are in December, which I like having. I think Star Wars December is awesome because it's like it, it's it's already Christmassy in December, and with Star Wars, it's even Christmassier. It's time to party. It's time to celebrate. Yeah, it's party time. Time to buy toys. Yeah. Um, kids are. But yeah, it's going to be weird if they keep saying each movie's going to be out in May and then they always push it back to December. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a friend that's, you know, he says he's going to be here at 8 a.m., but he ain't going to be here at 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I'd look like, for him like around noon. Yeah, I'll be there May 25th, Star Wars time, which is <laughs> middle of December. <laughs> um, so they cast they cast an actor as Han Solo, Alden Ehrenreich. That's how you pronounce his name, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, Close enough. What do you think, Gabe? I'm trying to remember all the faces of the people who were supposedly in the running. I think he was the one that I thought looked the best. Yeah. So I think I'm happy with him, but I could be confused because <laughs> they all kind of looked a little bit alike. Right. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he could pull it off. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be great. And I'm excited because um, Kasdan is writing it with his son or wrote it. And, uh, but I, it's like, I'm not as pumped about a Han Solo solo movie spinoff Star Wars story as maybe Rogue One or anything else. I mean, I'm sure that'll change. But it seems like the one that has the most potential to be dumb (laughs) (laughs) because it has to be Han Solo. It's not like, you know, if Rogue One, if if Vader shows up in a couple scenes, you're like, yeah, well, you know, Vader was cool or, James Earl Jones sounds old or something, but right. it's not the whole movie, where this is like the whole movie is a new version of a character. Han Solo, I'm captain of the Millennium Falcon. Chewie here tells me you're looking for passage to the Alderaan system. Yes, indeed. If it's a fast ship. Fast ship? You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Well, I'm just glad, I'm glad they got Kasdan writing it, because it's the thing, it's like, I don't know if I need to know Han Solo's backstory. But if Kasdan is telling it, then I guess it's interesting. Yeah. And, it, and maybe it's not so much, I mean, just like, oh, that's how he got this or that. If it's just adventures of a young Han and, and Chewie, I mean, I could be okay with that. That could be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I it's, I just can't help thinking, like, is that the way to go versus a Kenobi movie? No, if it was up to me, I would not had a Han Solo movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't, doesn't seem like you need it. And it's so close to where you just saw Harrison Ford. But maybe they're thinking we're all used to old Harrison Ford now that switching to a different young actor, we're not going to be comparing him as much to young Harrison Ford because old Harrison Ford's fresh in our minds. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, a, a Kenobi movie. I think I'd even want a Boba Fett movie more than Han. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not Boba Fett crazy, but like 
I would be probably more excited and interested in a Boba Fett movie than, than Han. I, I, I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, it's like weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, large leak, very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring uh, conversation anyway. Uh, so that, May the 4th, what, what, what was, because I, I read a couple people saying, oh, it looks like May the 4th is kind of a bust. What, what's your take on the May the 4th news? Like, were, were, was there anything you were expecting to get on May the 4th that you didn't get, or...? Yeah, I think overall I was kind of disappointed. There was a lot of little stuff, but compared to last year where we got the Vanity Fair pictures, I think we got the the reveal of Phasma. Like there was a lot of big stuff last year that I don't know, maybe it was just overly over anticipation, but uh I don't know, it seemed like there wasn't any like bombshell stuff. The Rogue One more character names would have been cool or maybe just more looks at the characters of Rogue One might have been cool like the name of Diego Luna's character or something mm-hmm. or just some set photos or something like we got for Force Awakens right like are, are they not doing a Vanity Fair thing I don't know which would be very maybe they're saving that for the the numbered movies since know. it's kind of been a tradition and they're Maybe doing something different. I don't know. We did get Jabba Flow finally, finally released. Yes, that was good. Oh, Jabba. Oh, Jabba. Beautiful song. Finally got to hear Jabba Flow in its entirety. Yeah. And it's it's weird to listen to it because it's it's so um like elect, electric and kind of normal rock sounding when it's not being like just played in the background. Mm-hmm. Like the bass is kind of thumping in that song. Yeah, I I really liked it. Yeah. So and we got to see the cool live version with uh, JJ and the the dude. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love how awkward that still is. Like. JJ trying to rock out or something. It's yeah. it, it's it's a beautiful sight. I'm sure when he recorded it, he never thought he'd have to play it live. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we should be happy he was willing to do that for May the Fourth. Uh, Dave Filoni posted a photo of uh, Rex, Captain Rex, wearing his old Clone Wars helmet from Rebels season three, which yep. I had to look at for a long time to even realize it wasn't a photo from Clone Wars. 
Yeah. What's funny is I was like, oh man, that's so awesome. And then I went to work the next next day and I have the old Rex figure on my desk and he's like, he has that helmet. So <laughs> I guess it was kind of obvious that that was going to happen, but it didn't dawn on me until I saw the picture from Filoni. And then there was the picture, there was a picture of, uh, it, of something with, it, I think it's, it, it looks like Kanan's shoulder thing. Um, was it his shoulders thing or his, a new mask for him? Yeah, it could, it's, it's either way. I, I think it's a mask. It could be, yeah, I guess I couldn't really tell either. Um, but he's, they're teasing Rebels season three, which is kind of cool starting out teasing it. There'll be a lot more at Celebration London. But. Yeah. You know, I almost wonder too if they held off on the May 4th stuff so that they have some big stuff for Celebration. Probably. Since last year's Celebration was before May the 4th. Yeah, probably. That. Probably. So that, and that brings to, I, probably, at least for us, like the biggest news of May 4th was the announcement that uh, Celebration 2017, April 13th through the 16th in Orlando. Tickets go on sale May 25th. Star Wars Celebration, what's up? What? It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We, we've got hotels reserved already. <laughs> We're ready to go. We're ready. We're ready to go. Our bags are packed. I started packing. I started picking out the t-shirts already. Um, ready to go. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go to London. Yeah, I would. I would. So far, I would totally go to London if somebody wants to sneak me in in a suitcase, the most giant suitcase of all time. Return of the Jedi, the death-defying speeder bike chase. The speeder bikes battle it out with these terrific Star Wars models. Adjustable cannon, manually operated speed flaps, breakaway front end. Who will triumph in this daredevil race against all odds? Only you can decide with Star Wars toys. Like, for Star Wars, I was thinking about this. The teasers and the trailers are, when those come out, it's almost as big of a deal as when the movie when the movies come out, and I can't think of any other super crazy fan base thing that that's like that really. No, I mean maybe the Marvel movies. I mean they get a lot of views, but even then, I think people are excited, and then the movie comes out, and then they don't really think about the trailers anymore. Yeah, Where the Star Wars movies, like people, there's people who are just really into watching the trailers. Yeah, the trailers um, are super important, and there's so many. Like I. I, when we were we decided we were going to talk about trailers, I was like, okay, that'll be easy. I'll go back and watch the trailers again. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like two hours later, I'm still finding trailers to watch. Yeah. I was like, how are there so many of these? Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I came up with a list of what my favorites were. That I just, off the top of my head, I was like, this one, this one, this one, this one. But then I felt bad because I was like, wait, I didn't watch every trailer ever made. Yeah. And like you said, like four hours later on YouTube. Yeah, there's so many. Well, and it's crazy, too, that I would think StarWars.com would have all the trailers there to you for you to watch. Nope. And no, nope, they don't, it's, which is bizarre because they're – I mean, luckily, other people have uploaded most of them to YouTube. But yeah, it's so weird that they just – they're not on the Blu-rays anymore. Mm-mm. So, wow, why aren't they on the on the website? It's so strange. There could be a 75-disc Blu-ray set of nothing but Star Wars trailers. Man, that would be so good. I'd buy it. I'd wait in line overnight. Yeah. So we made a list of our favorite 
Star Wars trailers. And yeah, seriously, we have a lot of them. Yeah. Gabe, why don't why don't you start? What's what what what's what's on the kind of the bottom of your list? I think maybe at the bottom of my list is probably the the Revenge of the Jedi teaser from Return of the Jedi. Ooh. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The next chapter in the Star Wars saga. Join the further adventures of Luke Skywalker. Han Solo. Princess Leia. Lando Calrissian. Chewbacca. C-3PO and R2-D2. And Darth Vader. kind of crazy it's a cool trailer as is but then like it's the only trailer that came out with the wrong title which mm-hmm. was actually in theaters with the wrong title mm-hmm. it's got footage of luke on tatooine when his lightsaber was still blue mm-hmm. it's got the ben kenobi scene before they made him a force ghost so it looks like ben kenobi's back to life just sitting there chilling out just, yeah so it's got that going for us, and it's just—I mean—it's a cool teaser. It's a cool teaser. I mean, they basically kept that teaser with the new title for the next um, version of the teaser. They just swapped the title part out to Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I—I I remember. I don't know if it was Revenge or Return, but I remember first seeing that trailer. Uh, I went to go see Annie in Muskegon at the Plaza One and Two Theater in Muskegon, Michigan, and I remember seeing the preview for either revenge or return and it blew my mind like i couldn't concentrate on any part of annie (laughs) i was sweating (laughs) it's weird because i don't remember ever seeing that trailer at the theater i think for some reason i knew return of the jedi was coming because of the burger king cups Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, because I think I knew Jabba was in the movie because there was a Jabba Burger King cup. Oh man! But it's weird. Yeah, I don't. I think yeah, I don't remember seeing the trailer in the theater ever. <laughs> but somehow I knew the movie was coming out because I was there. So it, it's like Ray, your memories have been ble- taken out of your head. They're, yeah. they're too powerful. Yeah. Uh, I, I should I should say right now. So all the trailers we're going to talk about uh, will be posted on the Blast Points uh, Facebook page. Yeah, because they all they all live on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, so uh, after you listen to this, head over to the Blast Points page on Facebook, and there'll be a whole giant thread with every trailer that we talk about. I had a really hard time with the bottom of my list. I couldn't. It was it was a tough question to be like because I love so many Star Wars trailers, but like which which one 
do I love a lot, but I love the least, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and maybe it's just because it's like the flavor of the month. I picked, uh, I picked Rogue One just because I'm, I find myself watching that trailer like a lot. What will you become? see that the thing with that one which i think it didn't end up on my list is i feel like that one's too new to know if it's like a classic and it's obviously the one you're going to watch the most because you know the least about that movie right but it was hard to kind of gauge that against the other one if if it really is going to be like you know stand the test of time you're like man remember that rogue one teaser which it probably will because it seems like that i mean all the teasers are pretty much classics at this point right well, and if they follow the tradition with uh, Force Awakens, 90% of the Rogue One trailer will not actually be in the movie. So, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what's next on your list? Uh, next is probably the Force Awakens. I, I kind of t- uh, combined teaser one and two because they're both pretty short. Yeah. Um, and again, I think this is probably a theme with a lot of mine. I picked those more so than um, even the, the, the official trailer, even though maybe the official trailer – is cooler mm-hmm. just because they have so much footage that didn't make it into the movie, mm-hmm. um, which kind of makes them special as in addition to being teasers and they're special because there's, that's the only place to see that footage. Like when Kylo turns on his saber, um, Ma's handing the saber to Leia, who I forgot her name for a second. <laughs> that, Ma's, that, Ma's that, hands her saber to Leia. That um, one lady, I can't think of her name, you know. <laughs> Who's that old broad? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know their names. I just had a good time. I don't know. Uh, um, and I think, wasn't there another shot? Oh, and then uh, with the first teaser, like, the different Snoke dialogue, which I still like, man, I like that dialogue better than what ended up in the movie. Well, that first, With the dark side and the light part. That first teaser, I feel like, is the only part that's exactly the same in the final movie, BB-8 rolling by because even like ray on her speeder that's not in the movie there has been an awakening have you felt it It was just, it was so mind-blowing when it came out. Well, and then Teaser 2 is the one, I think ended up on your list, list, right? That's the one where the Force is strong in my family. Oh, yeah. Um, And we saw that, I mean, seeing that at Celebration in the room with JJ and the cast and a million people, it felt like. 
that was pretty intense. Yeah, that 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 one I had very high on my list because that after that we like we went back to the hotel and then we ate at Denny's and I didn't we didn't eat again for the whole rest of the day. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, we didn't eat that whole day." And I was like, because we were just pumped up on adrenaline after we had yeah. pretty much stayed up all night. Yeah, we were up. We were in line for like 14 hours, weren't we? Yeah, like 14 hours. <laughs> we had lots of pizza, but it was that trailer. Like that trailer just destroyed us. Yeah. And then I, I think I hooked my phone up to the TV so we could watch it on loop for like an hour back at the hotel room. Yeah, yeah. It was it was amazing. and And that's the awesome thing that when I watch – that force is strong in my family uh, trailer. Now it's just it's forever connected to that day and that whole experience. So, mm-hmm. uh, who wants to see a new teaser? Okay, the next one I have on my list, and you had this on your list also. It's a classic. It's the Empire Strikes Back teaser trailer with Harrison Ford voiceover. It's crazy. (laughs) Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there. Creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. The continuing story of our band of heroes, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. And introducing Lando Calrissian. It's an epic of romance. Of heroes and villains. They cross trackless voids to unknown worlds. Odyssey against oppression. A big new sprawling space adventure in the Star Wars saga The Empire Strikes Back. Coming to your galaxy next summer. Because <laughs> even if it was just the audio from it, you're like, it's crazy and you'd be super pumped for the movie. What's the deal with Harrison Ford and that <laughs> it's audio? And why did they have him do the Jedi one after that one? Yeah. He should do them all. <laughs> and he's like talking 
total nonsense. Yeah. They they cross trackless voids to unknown worlds. <laughs> I almost wonder if he just like was winging it and like he didn't even have anything written down. Yeah. <laughs> just going crazy. It's just like Harrison Ford on cocaine or something. <laughs> A handful of cocaine. And, <clears throat> and then I'm ready to go. Here we go. Let's go. It. Um, and also that has uh, a shot, a, a shot of the Wampa Claw that's not in the movie. It does have uh, Luke and Leia kissing, though. Oh yeah, right. Yep. Um, they're bringing they're bringing sexy back with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've never head to head to the Blast Points Facebook page, if you've never seen voiceover Empire trailer, because it will change your life. Yeah. It might ruin all the other trailers for you. <laughs> it might ruin everything. Yeah. It might ruin it's your like, day. Where's the Harrison Ford uh, commentary track for all the movies now? <laughs> uh, I think next on my list was the uh, the Revenge of the Sith teaser, the first one, uh, which I think is on your list too, right? Yep. Somewhere in the, yep. And that's yep. the one with uh, the Kenobi speech from A New Hope. Mm-hmm. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic, before the Dark Times, before the Empire. A young Jedi named Darth Vader, who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force. Yes, Master. Rise. in there but really the the best and possibly worst part is it ends with the awesome voiceover of uh palpatine telling vader to rise which isn't from the movie mm-hmm. and then vader comes up and he's got the little gimpy arms it's very small hands and his hands his tiny hands are up next to his head and it would just remember everybody going like what the heck is going on with that well yeah and that's interesting me too because there was such an outrage over that, then it was changed. Yeah, that they fixed it, which kind of at the time blew my mind that they listened enough to fix it, but also it looks so much better now with his arms down. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because I think they just did that. It was all CG potentially. Like, I don't think they refilmed it. They just, like, yeah. painted out his arms and put different arms on him. Right, probably. Um, I but, love that trailer, that teaser, whatever, because it's so evil. So evil, so dark. I remember the first time I saw the the part with uh, Darth Sidious at the end where he's like, <laughs> and slashing the saber. 
And I was like, oh, my God. And it's got, like, uh, Anakin choking Obi-Wan in the trailer. Yeah. And I remember it's one of those ones in total uh, Star Wars fashion. Like, it starts out and has the the bug people on the lava planet. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, what are those guys going to do in the movie? (laughs) Nothing. Yeah, nothing. They don't talk. They're just, that's that shot. Yeah, you don't even know why they're bug people that live on a planet of lava. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I remember seeing that trailer before The Incredibles. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a packed theater. And I remember um, just thinking like, oh, man, I hope I see the Revenge of the Sith trailer. And uh, it came on. I was like, ooh, boy. Yeah. I think the other thing I got to give it credit for, too, is it, it, it has the scene with the fire ships, which is probably one of my favorite parts of Revenge of the Sith. That there's just, that they're like, yeah, we're going to have fire firemen spaceships there's firemen on coruscant and um i'm gonna bring in all those uh space firemen fans uh the next one on my list is kind of a classy one um and i picked it just because it's classy the force awakens the the full trailer the just let it in um which again also the line uh just let it in and all that uh and all the who are you not in the movie at all yeah keeping it true Keeping it real Force Awakens style with stuff that's not in the movie. But I just thought that, I mean, that was the first time we saw the whole, the Han Solo, it's true, all of it, you know, the dark side, the light, you know, and it was, the music was awesome. And it was all just like. Who are you? I'm no one. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. What you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. All of it. The dark side. And I remember the waiting for it on Monday Night Football was excruciating. 
Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, that was the football one. And it was just, it, yeah, it was just like an awesome night. And that was the same night the tickets went on sale. And it was just a really, really exciting night. You know, like Force Awakens is coming. Here it comes. Get ready. Yeah, that one almost made it on my list because that is, it is a really cool trailer. Yeah. it's That was the first time we heard Tylo talking. Yes. Uh, our next one is, if you can believe it, is the same for both of us. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's the Phantom Menace teaser. Phantom Menace teaser, which is, it's a classic now, right? It's a classic. Even people who hate the movie love that trailer. You got, yeah, everybody has got it. If you were old enough in 99, you remember that trailer. You remember when that came out, being pumped, 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 pumped about that teaser trailer. Analyzing every frame. Imagine that. Um, well, because that was really the first time you could, because you could download the like the QuickTime video of it if you were patient and waited, you know, twelve hours or however long it took you to download it. Like once you had it, you could just watch it frame by frame. Mm-hmm. to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force. You believe it's this boy? He can see things before they happen. He can help you. The force is unusually strong with him. He was meant to help you. Anakin! Tell him to take off! Will I ever see you again? What does it hard to tell you? Are you sure about this? Trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know? Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. I sense much fear in you. The boy is dangerous. They all sense it. Why can't you? Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. At the computer lab in uh, at Kendall College of Art and Design in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I printed a picture of every um, major scene in the trailer, and I, got, I had a note. I had like a notebook, like a three-ring binder, and I would just flip through the photos like a book. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. I remember I downloaded it at home, and it was excruciating waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> But it was worth it. It's got so much good stuff in it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. The whole opening with uh, every saga has a beginning and all that. It's every journey has a first step, which you know these are your first steps. Pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, but it's 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 a classic. 
Uh, uh, well, you know, another thing I guess that makes this trailer special in as a a time capsule is this is now the only time you're going to see uh, Crazy Yoda puppet. That's true. Because now that Crazy Yoda puppet was replaced in the movies, they didn't replace him in the trailer. So R.I.P. Crazy Yoda yeah. puppet. <laughs> You live on in the teaser. In in our hearts. We'll never forget you, Crazy Yoda Puppet. Ah, hard to see the dark side is. So my next one is, and this is kind of a rare one, but it's one of my absolute favorites. It's the special edition trailer for just the special editions of Empire and Jedi. On February 21st. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas present the next chapter in the Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition. The Empire Strikes Back. Skywalker will join us or die. I'm not afraid. You will be. An epic adventure with the Force all its own. You're not actually going into an asteroid field. They'd be crazy to follow us with men. Where destinies are foretold. You will be tempted by the dark side. Are awakened. And secrets are at long last revealed. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. Then, on March 7th, don't miss the final chapter of the Star Wars trilogy Return of the Jedi. Let's go! Time to take cover, for the final battle is about to begin. The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, both with newly enhanced visual effects, THX and digital sound, and a few new surprises. The Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition. You haven't seen anything till you've seen everything. Well, that was cool. I like overall with the special edition ones how all the special edition ones had all three. Well, they had all the movies that hadn't come out yet. Yeah. So the first one kind of had all three. This one had the second two and then Jedi did Jedi just have Jedi, or did they yeah. like remind you to go watch the other ones, too? No, so when you went to go see the Empire Strikes Back Special Edition, there was a preview for just Return of the Jedi Special Edition. Okay. Oh, because I guess at that point, if you didn't see the other two, you were out of luck. Yeah. So I remember I was this back when they had the Star Wars Fan Club, and in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I got a letter in the mail saying that as a member of the fan club, you are invited to a fan club-only showing early showing of the Star Wars Special Edition. And it was like a full two or three weeks before it came out. And I just about, I freaking lost it. I went insane. And I thought I was like the most special person on the planet. And I remember it was early, early, early on a Saturday morning. It was at like 9.30 a.m. on a Saturday morning. And I went and they played this preview for the Empire and Jedi Special Editions. And it, you, we didn't know this was coming, 
And this is the first time we saw the Sarlacc, the, the new Sarlacc. This is the first time we saw the, what the Wampa was going to look like in action. And it was like, if you weren't already pumped about seeing a new Hope Special Edition, like this just pushed me right over the edge. It was crazy to see that, that there was new stuff. Like everyone was excited to see the new stuff. Because who, who, no one imagined there would be, let alone them back in the theaters. And then like, what, there's new stuff in it? It's yeah. crazy. I just, I just love the idea that it's a trailer for just Empire and Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Next is, oh, actually is the, the original special edition trailer. The full-on, all the three special full on one, it starts with the little TV oh. and the awesome voiceover. And then the X-Wing bursts out of the TV. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible. On the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So there's a really good story with us and the this back in this is probably ninety ninety-six. The word on the street was that the Star Wars Special Edition trailer was gonna be playing with Jingle All the Way. Oh, excuse me. Yes? I'm trying to find a German doll. Me too, me too. Do you have any more in the back? So Gabe and I, we get up and we go to the very first show, opening day of Jingle All the Way, because we had to see it first. And this was also the same day that Star Trek First Contact came out. Yeah, that's what, right. Star Trek First Contact came out that day. So, but to get to the, in this, this is a huge theater with like a billion screens to get to the, the 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 theater that was showing Jingle All the Way, you had to go past this giant theater, like the one that they put the main event movie in. And they were playing First Contact in there that day, opening day. And as we're walking past the theater that's playing First Contact, we can hear the Star Wars Special Edition yeah. trailer playing. Yeah, we're like, oh, man. So, like. We, we went kinda, to the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah, we kind of st- we, we kind of stop in the hallway, and because I, I think at this point we were running to make sure that we made it into Jingle All the Way with enough time to see the Star Wars Special Edition trailer. Yeah, and we were like, well, uh, what do we do? <laughs> Just but, keep keep running. Yeah, but I'm glad we saw Jingle All the Way. <laughs> it, was, it was good. Yeah, and if I remember right, I think we went to First Contact that night. Yeah, I think we ended up seeing both of them that day. Yeah. That movie, I'm glad I saw it in the theater. I just remember I, we were the only people in the theater. <laughs> First show, <laughs> opening day of Jingle All the Way. Yeah. No, there wasn't a line. No. Definitely. Okay, so my next one is the Attack of the Clones teaser. The very first teaser for Attack of the Clones. The breathing one. The breathing yeah, that's a good one. It was hard. I, that was almost on my list a couple times. That's a good one. I, it's a, some of my favorite Star Wars tra- trailers, teasers, whatever. That this one has no dialogue. It's a theme, and a lot of my favorite ones. It's very similar to like the 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 Force Awakens first teaser. It's a lot of shots of people looking worried, and you get Watto in a hat for the first time. Yeah, it was kind of wild that they're like. Right from the get-go. Don't worry. Watto's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> How do we convince people to see Attack of the Clones? Let's remind them that Watto is back. Mm-hmm. And he's got a hat. Got, and he's got a hat, yeah. It's spooky and dark and moody and really doesn't reflect what's going on in Attack of the Clones at all. No, but it gives you a good, pretty good spread of what's going to be there. Yeah. Like I, everybody, everybody's kind of there. I remember how mind-blowing it was to uh, actually see Hayden Christensen for the first time. Yeah, that's true. That would have been, yeah. It was like, it's a new Anakin. What's he going to look like? And there he was. Mm-hmm. And forever part of our part of our hearts. If Master Obi-Wan caught me doing this, he'd be very grumpy. My next one, I guess, ties in with the Attack of the Clones breeding one. So this is getting a little bit off track from just straight movie ones. This is the uh, for the DVD release. It's the Who Man Yoda Man, <laughs> which which I opened the uh, our Attack of the Clones episode with. Yeah, and I, so so many people were like, <laughs> some some people were like. I had forgotten about that until I heard that again. No, I never forgot about that. <laughs> That's one of those things where someone at Lucasfilm was like, I bet you Gabe's going to like this. And somehow they made that trailer. And what's crazy, I forgot about until we were doing this, is there's two versions of it, too. No. There's two versions. There's the one that I always send out every November 12th, <laughs> where it's like, on November 12th, who the man, yo the man. On November 12th, who the man. Yoda Man. When you take home Star Wars Episode 2 on DVD. Digitally filmed, digitally mastered, a perfect clone. Own the first major live action film on DVD captured directly from its digital source. This two disc set is packed with over six hours of bonus features you'll actually want to watch. Star Wars Episode 2 Yoda the Man. On DVD November 12th. Um. And I think that's the one that talks about how it's a perfect clone. It's the first DVD that's the first digital movie on a digital DVD. Then there's another one that says this holiday season, who demand, yo demand. Oh. And that one talks about the bonus features, um, which I thought was kind of fitting with us talking about, I think last time talking about the Force Awakens Blu-ray. It's like they're basically talking how there's six hours of bonus features on there. Yo, oh, those are and the days. And it's like that you'll want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, who do man Yoda man um, has a special place in my heart and in someone else's heart because they made two versions of it. <laughs> it was so good they had to do it twice. Yeah, Yoda the man. And I wonder when um, th- there's a trailer nobody ever talks about that came out for Phantom Menace 3D, where it was made for kids, and it, it reminds me a lot of who the man Yoda man. Yeah, with, you're right. With, it's got yeah because I. When you, I think I just you just sent me that today. I'd never seen that before. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's it's got like this snotty nose voice guy, like <laughs> hurry up, Qui Gon. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace is coming to the big screen in 3D. <laughs> hurry up, Qui Gon. You don't want to be late to the celebration. You hear that? Yeah. That sound can only mean one thing. Pod racing. The fastest, most intense sport ever. Just don't get too close. 
I find that Jar Jar creature to be a little odd. Anakin, drop! Oh yeah, I almost forgot. It's not all fun. Wipe them out. As long as Darth Maul is around. All of them. On second thought, maybe you should keep the hood on. Just a suggestion. Hey, wait! A double-bladed lightsaber? Well, that's not fair. There we go. Much better. We'll let the fate decide. It's a good thing we have Yoda and the Jedi keeping the galaxy safe. Real handleless. <laughs> Chill out, R2. Whoa, double lightsaber? No way. <laughs> It's unbelievable. <laughs> but you know what? After I watched that, I was ready to go watch Phantom Menace. So <laughs> I'm always they, they, got, they got something right in that one. I'm always ready to watch Phantom Menace. I know that's true. I like look at the weather and be like, it's supposed to rain Thursday. That makes me feel like watching Phantom Menace. That's true. So next, I have uh, keeping well back to Phantom Menace is uh, <laughs> the tone poems, which. We don't have to talk about all of them, but... We should. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we will. They're all beautiful. It was such a weird... Yeah, it was such a weird thing. I mean, I guess that's kind of the cool thing with Phantom Menace is, like, they were really... They marketed that movie so hard, and they tried all kinds of crazy stuff because this... They kind of fit... Again, too, they fit with my theme of stuff that's not in the movie is there's at least seven that are, like, little... VO things from characters from the movie talking about their characters with lines that aren't even from the movie. So it's like they're almost like deleted scenes. It's like there's Darth Maul has gives a big speech. Anakin, actually, I think if I had to pick a favorite one, it's the Anakin one because it's basically just kid Anakin talking about if dreams were true. Yeah. <laughs> what if dreams came true and you could be who you wanted to be? You could do what you wanted to do and you could help who you wanted to help. What if dreams came true, and the world opened up, and you were never, ever afraid? What if dreams came true? But dreams do come true, don't they? <laughs> which, which I think they are true, because Phantom Menace was pretty much my dreams coming true, so... <laughs> I don't know. There's a Qui-Gon one, a Shmi one, an mm-hmm. Amidala, a Queen Amidala, and a Padme Amidala one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, we were supposed to think they were two different people. Don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> There's like four other ones that are just some random um, woman narrator. Yes. Which are just really kind of out there because, I mean, even now, you know, 15 years later, you don't get a lot of movies with female narrators. I mean, they uh, that one, I forgot who, they, were, they made a whole movie about that. Um, how that doesn't really happen. Right. Um, and it's like, at the time, I think they were just trying to get anyone they could to come to the theater. So they were like, well, let's try this. But they're cool. I mean, they're really cool to go back and watch, though, because it is like, it's like the character talking about their character in character <laughs> with just stuff that's not in the movie. And it will be you know, a hard life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was that the, that's the, uh, that's the quiet guy, right? It yeah. will be a hard life. It will be a hard life, one without reward, without remorse, without regret. A path will be placed before you. The choice is yours alone. Do what you think you cannot do. It will be a hard life, but you will find out who you are. Yeah. Without reward, without remorse. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's hope for episode eight they bring that back. I hope so. I mean, that's again going back and watching this stuff. It's like it is. 
kind of weird how like well i mean i guess everyone was excited for force awakens but like how restrained they were really with only uh i mean they guess they did have the tv spots and stuff but they're pretty standard like they didn't try anything crazy yeah attack of the clones didn't do the tone poems but they did like i don't know a hundred tv spots just little quick ones these are a little different this was just they had like a bunch of words about a particular character or thing right and the, the clone trooper one was my favorite just because at the end they show the the scene where the um, separatist uh, dome ship had crashed and the dust storm goes over the clone troopers while they're shooting at the battle droids. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like having my mind blown at that was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen in any movie ever. <laughs> still. <laughs> one little shot. Yeah, still to this day, like that scene blows my mind. Yeah, I remember those all those Attack of the Clones like character previews coming out, and I remember there was a thing on some probably Force.net on the message boards where someone listed all of them, and I remember thinking like, I've seen the Django one and the Obi Wan one, but I, man, like I haven't seen the Mace Windu one, you know, like yeah, there were how many of them were there? Twelve, I think. Oh my god! Yeah, they weren't messing around. No. <laughs> And then I think my second to last one is, surprise, surprise, another Phantom Menace one. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> is yeah. the V, I, I don't remember if I ever saw these on TV, but when we were going back through and watching these, I think I texted you like right after I watched one of these because it like, it freaked me out. Is there's, there were VHS spots for the VHS version yeah. of Phantom Menace, which is crazy to think about that the VHS version came out almost a year after the movie came out. Oh, yeah. I ate, and then it, when the VHS came out, I ate an entire box of Krispy Kreme donuts <laughs> and I passed out. I fell asleep. I watched like the beginning and ate an entire box of Krispy Kreme donuts and slept for like four hours. What? Freaked, it's a way to do it. Freaked out. Freaked out. Anyways, go on, go on, go on. Well, I was say too. Then it was like another year before the DVD came out. Yeah. Which is just insane to think about these days, where the movie's out. You know, six months later, the the DVD, the Blu-ray's out. That's how, that's how you had to do it with Phantom Menace. They, they, uh, they couldn't handle it. But yeah, so the first the uh, VHS spot one, it starts out with like no music. It's just super fast cuts of the pod race. Yeah. With just like close-ups of the all the pod racer faces. <laughs> And then it cuts to Jar Jar stuff, and the music comes in, and it's just like, it almost makes me, they almost feel like Japanese trailers, where they're just like super quick cuts of just nonsense parts of the movie. Yeah. I was it's it's just total insanity and it's also pure phantom menace yeah so my my number my number one pick my all-time favorite star wars teaser or trailer is the empire strikes back 1979 the blinds trailer now this gets tricky because there's 
like 20 different versions of this Empire Strikes Back blinds trailer. This one has no dialogue. It's all score. And I love it because I always think when I watch it, if all you ever saw was Star Wars, 1977 Star Wars, this blinds trailer would murder you. Star Wars saga is now in our galaxy. Because it's so outrageous, it's so fast-paced, and I just re- I can really remember being a kid in the theater. At the end of the trailer, there's like I guess you'd say like blinds, like it like scrolls sideways across the screen. Yeah, it's like vertical. St- they like took an image and they cut it into vertical strips and it kind of like reassembles itself. Like, yeah, like blinds you'd have in a window. Yeah. Of, of like, of like promotional photos of the main characters. And it's just an awesome way to kind of say that everybody's back. And I remember thinking how different everyone looked from star Wars to empire. And like, I remember seeing it and Lando is in it and it's like, who is that? You know, like, I don't know. It's, yeah, who's that guy? Yeah, it's it's. I still think it's. Let alone one of the greatest. My favorite Star Wars trailer of all time. I think it's one of the greatest trailers of all time. Just because it's like bold. It doesn't care, and it's just like Empire is gonna kill you. Well, so here's what's extra crazy is. So my number one is an, another Empire one. Is the Empire um, all concept art one, mm-hmm. which also has the blinds effect. Mm-hmm. So. The Empire stuff was just blinds, blinds, blinds. But to me, I think I have the same description and explanation as you for the other trailer. But for this one, it's all Ralph McQuarrie concept painting. I think this is probably the coolest trailer for a movie ever because it doesn't even have any footage of the movie. Mm -mm. And you're totally pumped at the end. The Empire has been repulsed. But this one defeat will increase its determination to crush the rebellion once and for all.
in the continuation of the Star Wars saga, the Empire strikes back, and Luke, Han, and Princess Leia must confront its awesome might. they travel with their faithful friends, droids and Wookiees, to exotic worlds where they meet new alien creatures and evil machines. Culminating in an awesome confrontation between Luke Skywalker and the master of the dark side of the Force, Darth Vader. Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, Chewbacca, and introducing Landau Calrissian. In the continuation of the Star Wars saga, the Empire Strikes Back, coming next year. And I'm still waiting for one of the new movies to do this. Like, I was convinced Force Awakens was going to do this for the uh the first teaser where they were like you know it's had been so early in the filming that like just show us concept art because Mm -hmm. it's just i can't think of anything other than star wars that could get away with that right um just i'd always be happy with just just something that like just tell me you're making it (laughs) which they did for episode eight that's true that's what the trailer was it's like hey we're filming. Here it is. That's true. They did it. They heard you. Yeah. They're, they're listening finally. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we're doing, it's working. <laughs> because not only was it a trailer just to let you know they were filming, it had more Luke's hair in it. So they really are listening. They really, <laughs> they like us. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh. What do we want them to do next? <laughs> Um, so I asked um, out on Twitter uh, some of our listeners what some of their favorite uh, Star Wars teasers or trailers were. And we got some good ones. Uh, Shannon uh, wrote, she's uh, at SJO126. She wrote, Force Awakens with the Luke voiceover was incredible. And the Phantom Menace teaser will always have a special place for me. Uh, she says she remembers trying to watch it on dial-up internet at age 13, 14. Which, yeah, mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Uh, Jared at uh, he's at Wa- Joaquin slowly uh, says uh, Rogue One picked Rogue One uh, between Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Donnie Yen, and Forrest Whitaker's voice voiceover. I'm blown away. And uh, Ryan uh, from our uh, our friend podcast, Positively Nerdy. He wrote, I will always love the teaser for Phantom Menace. I can watch it now. And not only does it still excite me, I'm instantly transported back to 1999 and that pre-Phantom Menace hype Star Wars free love era. (laughs) I really liked that. Yeah, it's great. I don't know. In the future's bright for Star Wars trailers, I mean, we're going to get Rogue One is going to be getting at least... You know, two, three more trailers. Episode eight will be coming. We'll be getting a Rebels season three trailer pretty soon, probably. Yeah, yeah, and we we didn't really mention any of the Rebels tra- any of the Rebels or Clone Wars trailers, which there were some good ones. There were, yeah, there but, really were. 
So no new iTunes reviews this week. That's too bad. I know. So, so you sh- we should fix that for next time, and you should go on iTunes and leave us a review, and we will read it on the next show. Yeah, you can even make up a, a new iTunes account. Yeah. If you already wrote an <laughs> Just iTunes so you review, can like us twice. Yeah. Write, a, write another one. Check out the, Bla- the Blast Points Facebook page where we'll I'll have videos up for every trailer that we talked about if you're curious about actually seeing one, um, especially the Phantom Menace 3D Kids one. Your life's not going to be complete until you see that. Yeah, we may just post that one 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're warning you. You can talk to us on Twitter. Um, you can still tell us what your favorite uh, Star Wars teasers or trailers are. It's at blast underscore points. And we're also on Instagram. And uh, so I, you can read my Star Wars writings and uh, Clone Wars recaps over at Doom Rocket doomrocket.com and this week i'm very excited to be reviewing bombad jedi oh Uh, i I might just stop doing the the star wars recaps after that because this is the one i've been looking forward to the most (laughs) you can retire yeah just call it call it quits um and if you are in the michigan area and you're coming to the motor city comic-con this weekend on the 13th, 14th, 15th at, uh, in Novi, Michigan, come to Motor City Comic Con. And if you stop by the, uh, the, the paintings by Jason Gibner booth, that's my uh, art booth, uh, we will have uh, Blast Point stickers. Yeah. And Jason and I will actually be in the same location. Yes. <laughs> and we won't be funny at all. Yeah. We'll be very, very sour. Yep. Um, and yeah, so and it, like when you're listening to the show, like on iTunes and the the logo, like the little Star Wars characters on the top and bottom, that those are a lot of the paintings I'll have. So yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, and you can come say hi to me and Gabe in the flesh. In the <laughs> you can see our flesh yeah. and never listen to the show ever again. <laughs> yeah. Once I thought their flesh, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> Everything changed. It wasn't funny anymore. It was just scary. <laughs> it got too real. Yeah. yeah, but come say hi to us at uh, Motor City Comic Con this weekend. Get a sticker. We got Blast Point stickers, and they're awesome. And put it on your face. Yeah. If you put a sticker on your face, we'll give you another sticker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for uh, that's it for this week. Uh, as always, uh, thank you for listening. Yep, thank you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you.
was melting. Why, I was melting. What was he punching?